Hey, what's up? You'll hear it, listeners. Adam Manis here, and today we're going to do a very special thing. Uh, we're going to broadcast some excerpts from a podcast interview that Peter did a couple years ago with his friend and amazing world-class drummer, Gregory Hutchinson. This is from our other podcast called The Process. Um, and I think we're going to try to do this sporadically on weekends because um, we have all these great interviews, and they're really long. They're usually from like 40 minutes to an hour long. And so we thought we'd take some of the more interesting conversations from those interviews, cut them down into sort of you'll hear it size chunks, and let you hear them in this format because this has been uh, so well received, these short episodes. Uh, so today we're going right into our very first episode of The Process, and this is the first conversation that Peter and Gregory Hutchinson had. It's really about his roots, where he came from, uh, and his early, his early years in the, playing the drums in New York, and his first teachers and his first professional gigs. Um, so yeah, there'll be more of these to come and uh, stay tuned. They'll be kind of sporadically probably on Saturdays or Sundays. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out for these uh, very special uh, edited versions of the process. So here's Peter Martin and Gregory Hutchinson. You know, it's, I think it's something that every, every kid dreams about. Like you, you, you want the drum set, but until you get the drum set, you're very content with banging on books and making like setting up boxes so that it would look like a drum set hmm. so i did all of that stuff man i mean i had a bass drum i had a snare drum that was two phone books you know i, I had and i ma always made sure that the pitches were different if i had a book i say okay I, wait a minute i need a little deeper tone over here so let me get a bigger book and so you know all these things until i actually got a drum set then it was it was you know crazy i drove the neighbors crazy i'm sure <laughs> yeah i bet i bet so once you got the set, were you playing on your own or just from your dad showing you or were you taking lessons or playing I, at school? I was taking lessons. Uh, the first lessons, uh, actually I actually had a great teacher. Uh, he passed away, uh, fortunately, the first drum teacher uh, that really influenced me. His name was Wade Barnes, and he was such a great, uh, great guy, man. He had this, he's the first guy I ever saw with two bass drums, like, he had a Gretsch set with two 18-inch bass drums, and I was, the set looked so good. Oh, my God. And he was so nice. Um, and I was the first teacher. And then my next-door neighbor happened to be Marvin Smitty Smith. That was uh, one of my other teachers also. I mean, I, I think I was lucky in that that I had really great influences uh, in terms of having, you know, I think each kid in their life growing up, you have a, a few people that are so influential that help you to really become the person you are. So I, I would say, you know, between Wade, Smitty, Kenny Washington, and, you know, of course, all the greats that I could hang out with in New York, those were the influences and those were the teachers. And, you know, they always corrected me when I needed to do something right that I was doing wrong. So, uh, you know, I was lucky. Mm. So uh, how old were you when you met Kenny Washington? And, and, and what was that like in, in terms of your development at that time? High school. High school, okay. And I think I was in my second, maybe first year going in second year of high school, and we had this McDonald's uh, tri-state big band. And so uh, I auditioned for the band, and I got in, and he was the guy that auditioned me. Uh, the funny story is that this band was run by another great teacher and mentor of mine, uh, Justin DeChocho, uh, who a lot of people know for conducting the Grammy uh, big band, but he, he does a lot of workshops. He's a great teacher. He's turned out a lot of great students. Uh, Omar Keem, Steve Jordan, Kenny Washington, Marcus Miller. These were all some of his students. Uh, Justin Robinson, Stephen Scott, uh, Walter Blanding. I mean, wow, the list goes on. So 
I auditioned for music and art, and he auditioned me, but they wouldn't take me. They said I wasn't good enough. Mm. Uh, so when I showed up at this audition and I beat out all the people from the school and other schools, and he's like, man, where you been? I said, oh, you don't remember me. You auditioned me last year and you didn't take me. <laughs> so I had a little chip on my, I still have a chip on my shoulder, JD. Um, but Kenny Washington was the, was the, uh, was the judge, educator. And, uh, he said, man, you're the first cat that came in as trying to swing. Mm. So the next year I went back again and guess who the judge was? Uh, Kenny Washington. So when he <laughs> saw me show up, he said, oh, he said, man, just hang out all day. We'll just hang out. Don't, you don't have to worry about anything. So I hung out all day. And at the end of the day, he said, okay, you got it again. <laughs> so, you know, he really was uh, influential to, to my uh, development and, We've been friends since then, um, and he's always, you know, in my ear telling him, give me some good advice. When I can catch up to him, yeah, yeah K-Wash. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So then when did you, I, I know you started, like, you know, like a lot of great Brooklyn and, and New York City musicians. You started gigging on a, on a very high professional level, very young. Yeah. What was kind of like your first big professional moment? Uh, first big professional moment. Well, I, I, wow. The first gig I ever did was with a piano player named Enos Payne, who also passed away, unfortunately. Um, and that was really nice. The, the, the Jazzmobiles in New oh, York. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess you could say that was my first really, uh, big gig, but the first road traveling big gig would be playing with Red Rodney. Mm. And, uh, it was myself, Gary Dow, Jay Anderson and Dick Oates, and of course, Red Rodney. And that was my first road gig. And that, that was probably at 19, 18, mm. 19, I think. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And so then, I mean, I met you, I think like right. maybe a year later yeah. when I came up to New York and, you know, I remember, I mean, you were like a seasoned veteran. I was like, <laughs> man, I mean, we we're exactly the same. You're actually a couple... Only a couple months older than me, yeah, but I yeah, was yeah. like, man, this dude, when we met, I mean, you kind of had a lot of stuff musically figured out, and what impressed me even more, I mean, I knew, you know, New York was filled with great musicians, yeah. but you had a lot of just life stuff, you'd already been out on the road, you traveled to Europe, and, and you know, played with, you know, really a legend, Red Rodney, yeah. you know, somebody I'd only seen on records with, like, Charlie Parker. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that was fun. Um, and then I know that, that, I guess, you know, shortly thereafter, you started a, a nice span with uh, one of the greatest vocalists ever in this music, uh, Miss Betty Carter. Yeah. And that's where we really first got that's a chance we... to play together. Yeah. He came into my life so suddenly. I tried to tell And so can you just kind of just take us through how, how you met Betty Carter and how she asked you to play with her? Well, Stephen Scott had been playing with Betty, and I knew Stephen, uh, Winard Harper had been playing, I knew Winard. Um, before I came in, Troy Davis was playing, your homie Troy. Mm-hmm. What's up, Troy? Um, and so I, you know, I, I kind of was hoping and wishing that I could get the gig. And as fate would have it, uh, I, I never forget Kenny Washington called me and said, hey, man, you, you got eyes to play with Betty. And I was like, wow, yeah. And then Steven called me and said, hey, man, you, you know. Betty Carter's looking for a drummer. What do you think? And I was like, wow, yeah, I'd love to do it. So, you know, I went in the shed, learned all the music so that I could show up. And, you know, she was auditioning cast, and I showed up. And she's like, well, you come highly recommended. So let's see what you got. And so, you know, we played some tunes, and she was like, hmm, okay. All right, cool. 
And so there, that was the beginning, you know. And the thing about her that was so amazing, and as you know also, because you played in the band, Betty's thing was about developing young musicians not to sound like the older musicians, but to sound like yourself. Which at a young age, when someone says to you at 18, 19, okay, I want you to play yourself. You're like, uh, uh, what? Who? What? <laughs> like, who am I? Like, who am I? You know, <laughs> right. like, because we haven't lived enough life. Right. But, I mean, I think that we can both say, and because we, we were both fortunate for that, that it, it really helped us to start thinking that way at an early age, you know. So, yeah, while we were still learning and paying homage to the, the masters, we... It was put in our mind that we need to go in another direction once we learn all this stuff. And you know, she, you know firsthand, it's just weird talking to you about this, but she could easily call you out for like, no, don't do that. I, I played with those guys. Don't play like Max. I, I played with Max. Right, I heard don't play that like already. Philly. Yeah, yeah, I heard that already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that already. That's, 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 that's already been played. Been played. That's what are old. you going to play? What are you, exactly. Yeah. So it, she could have easily been like, oh, that's cool. Go ahead. You know, but she wasn't. So I think that really. For me, that was really the, the challenging thing, and um, I'm so glad that we both had an opportunity to play with her. Um, I think it, it's put us where we are, sitting here talking to each other today. And um, I think we all, every person that plays this music is fortunate because it all, you all, everyone needs a break. Everyone needs some luck, and everyone needs someone to believe in them. And I think um, we, we've both been fortunate that way to have someone that believes in, in what we what we were doing at that age, right? You know, and it's so different. Now. Well, there you have it. That was uh, just a snippet of a conversation between Peter Martin and Greg- Gregory Hutchinson from around, I guess, about a year and a half ago, and they sat down to talk about Hutch's life and career. And I just think that's so great. You know, these guys have known each other for so long, and. Uh, We'll have more of these. We have a bunch of interviews. I, I encourage you to go check out the process for the full episodes. Uh, you can find that on iTunes. You can find that on Stitcher and Spotify. Uh, and go to uh, um, you'll hear it.com again to, uh, to check in with You'll Hear It. But, and until next time, you'll hear it. You'll hear it.